raising this, I send the emails. Please fill that out and put in the offer investment when it comes around. Um, next week, for instance, next week is the Fall Ships Festival. So next uh, Sunday, we're going to be here, but there's going to be craziness in the harbor. It's going to be super, super crowded. So we're going to meet next week at 9 o'clock. Everybody gets that? What time we meet? 9 o'clock. Very good. So we're going to meet at 9 o'clock next week. The earlier you show up, the better, to be honest with you. Sometimes you can find some parking in here before it. Um, but typically, like for me last year, I dropped my family off here and drove up the strands. We're going to have shuttles coming from strands. Everybody know what strands parking lot is? Yes. This is like a, you know, this is back and forth here. I'm not that cool. You don't want to listen to me all day. So, okay. So we're going to have a shuttle starting at 830 at strands. And it's going to be vans from people here who have big cars. They're going to be driving people back and forth and dropping them off down here. So if you can, drop your family off early, go up and park, and jump on one of those shuttles at 830. Um, at about 9 o'clock, I believe, or whenever it starts, there's, there's real buses that are going to start picking up and bringing people, bringing people down to the college ships festival. So at that point, we'll kind of transition into jumping on real buses. Um, that way we can find more people. So anyhow, next week, Strands, the shuttle starts at 8.30. We're going to be here at 9 o'clock, okay? So that's what you want. Um, let's see. Okay, La Casa, who's here of La Casa? A couple of people. Okay, so it's, it's, a big, it's a big part of the heart of branches to love our neighbors worldwide, and especially our neighbors that are right here. Um, La Casa is kind of this uh, property that we acquired, not that we acquired, somebody's acquired and is offering to let us use basically um, to love our neighbors here in San Juan. So it's in the Los Rios district in San Juan Capistrano. It's going to be a, kind of a community center. It's going to have three people living in it um, that are going to be just amazing men who are going to be there loving the community and just taking care of that community is the idea. So you're going to find out more as it goes along because it's really just kind of evolving. Um, but it's just a way for us to love our neighbors that are right here. Well, in the meantime, escrow closed, I think, like in the last few days, and there's going to be a lot of work that needs to be done, so there's going to be some work days. We don't know exactly what those days are going to be yet, but that's that connection card that you're sitting on is uh, crucial. So we'll be sending that email saying, hey, this day we're going to be there, we're going to have all doing some work. Cool. Um, and just be praying about the process because it's going to be a really cool movement, hopefully, in the San Juan. Um, it's a way for us to love our neighbors. And one last thing, home groups. Home groups are going to start in October. This whole month, we're going to be taking signups for new leaders. Um, so my wife and I have been a leader and a host for home groups the last couple of years. It's awesome. It was, when you step out and do it, you're pretty freaked out because you feel like you've got to be a leader and like know some stuff. We don't. What do you mean? So you just got to be willing to have the heart to let God work through you. So if you have any interest in that, really what it is is if you think, you know what, if I started a home group, I have all these people that would come. Even if they're people that aren't part of branches, it's, hey, you know what, I know these people will all show up if I did a small group in my house, then you're a new leader. That's, that's what we're looking for right there. So we don't have a fancy sign-up sheet to back, but if you do, if you're interested in being a leader for a home group, um, it's, it's, it's awesome. You guys can love but if you see Kim in the back or write it on your connection card or email us through the branches website, we're very techy, so so please be praying about that. Also, for the people who are in home groups right now, it's time to start praying about, you know, possibly, I don't know how you call it, dividing, splitting, dividing, and conquering. I don't know. Maybe bring out new leaders out of your home groups, too. So pray about that, because as good as it is to have, like, a good core group, um, it's going to reach a lot of people. And, uh, so. Okay. Um, all right. Everybody, let's uh, stand up and greet each other.
want to try though? Like right when we go back up, we'll no, just like in front of the monitor. Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, just move, move the monitor like sideways. Thank you guys. Yeah, yeah. If you want, we can like try switching it out. Well, I said that it's probably because I know that happened before. The mic is. Because if you have them, they have to have that. But Jesse said it was that mic. So I don't know.
whatsoever, and neither did you. And so I'm starting from ground zero. So I have the view of my family. The other thing is, is that you and I are both in a situation where we are so much smarter than our relatives. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Like if our relatives were only like us, and could only see things the way that we see, our family structure would be so much focus. I mean, we all have situations where we look at that and go, oh, I can't believe Grandpa did that. Grandpa had to done that. Really, sis? Can you really date that guy? Really, that guy? Or, bro, what were you thinking breaking up with that girl? You're so dumb. Like, we all have all these ideas that we have for our parents, for our siblings. Of course, we have it for our children, our grandchildren. We're really But the main reason that I'm qualified to stand up here and speak with you. One, I know what it is to be disappointed in my family. Disappointed, expectations weren't met. I expect my dad to be this way. I expect my mom to be this way. My brother should have done this. Why weren't my grandparents here? Why didn't my uncles do this? I have these expectations that weren't met. One of my good friends in the said, he said that depression is the gap between expectation and reality. Depression is the gap between expectation and reality. And I have super high expectations in my family of Chanel. However, that one isn't my greatest strength to stand in. The greatest strength I have in teaching you about family is that I know that I am currently and in the future at this point my family. I know it. When I woke up, just thinking about getting married, I had a friend pull me aside and a wide over friend, obviously not someone the same age, but someone the same age would have never said something this smart. He said, you need to understand one thing. When you get married and you have kids soon, you're going to hurt your kids. Now, you didn't mean physically hurt them, but you're gonna, you're gonna hurt your kids, you're gonna love them. And that made perfect sense. Because I know this. And I'm working so hard to be this husband and this dad and yet I am going to. It's just part of the deal. I'm not going to meet the expectations of my kids, or I'm going to hurt them, and I'm going to hurt my wife and her expectations. It's just part of the deal. You need to know something about our God. Our God sets the standard very high. Jesus pointed us to a standard of family and so many other things. He raised the bar, and yet he never condemned us when we fall short. So we need to understand this reality, yet in the same way, we need to have grace for ourselves and for other people. What we're going to be looking at is we're going to be looking at what it is, what, what could our family be? What could our family be? Your family, right? Now, not the family you were born into, but your family around you and the future generations. What could it be? But to do that, we need to look at things realistically. We need to understand God's grace and forgiveness for us and what He expects for us and each other. We have to stop blaming our family before we can see what our family is doing. So, hopefully, I'll track with you on this. I'm really excited for myself as well as for you. Um, let's look at Deuteronomy 6 because before we get started here, I know that as I share this, some of you are born in a fantastic family. I mean, and that doesn't mean that you think your family is perfect, but you have an amazing family. I know that some of you don't even want to mention the word family. In fact, when I say, oh, we've got family, some of you are like, okay, I think this is the last time y'all need to be here Or, it's like I'm going to the bathroom and I'm just going to be swallowed. And so, wherever you're at, though, there's going to be some pain. So, I don't want to ignore that. Um, this passage is one that uh, came up. Last week we talked about it. It wasn't part of the teaching, but it came up as uh, we dedicated a hymn. And it was a verse that several of us need to know at the same time. Deuteronomy 6, and this passage is when Jesus was asked what the greatest commandment. He referred back to this, Shema. He said this in Deuteronomy 6, 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. With all your soul and with all your strength. These 
And particularly, this last half that I read to you, these commands that I give you today are to be on your heart. And so the young man with Rabbi, Rabbi, help me to understand why would God put it want us to put it on our hearts? Why doesn't God put it in our hearts to start? Why is it on versus in? And that actual word means to be above or surrounded or coating. That's what the word means in Hebrew. And so if they're wrestling with the word, you do your rabbi, you wrestle with these words. Why why is this word? Why wouldn't God if God could use that word on accident? Why did he say on? Your siblings are hurt. I thought your brother was supposed to be there when he was supposed to be there, but he wasn't. 
wasn't there when you affected the viewer. Or your sister was hopeful, but she wasn't there when you affected the viewer. That's life. But for us to move forward, to see what life can be, what God has planned, we've got to let go. Let's get to our life. Jesus taught his disciples how to pray. Go to Luke chapter 11. Uh, if you're in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, and then Luke. Great grandma and grandpa came today. They're, they're part of another church. They just came in. 
job, however you want. I will start this job. I will quit that job. I will move to this place. I will take it from this big house to this tiny house. I will do whatever is needed for me to have your kingdom come. I want to be a blessing. I want to give my life away to my family. Because that's what it is. That if we're going to do this, we've got to follow Christ. We're following Christ. Christ is the one that gave up his life to the church. That's what we have to do. So when we say that, your kingdom come, your will be done, do we really want that to happen? So this is a passage we're going to be looking at. To give us kind of an indication when we say your kingdom come, your will be done. I'm not reading this so that you can be guilty. If you feel any guilt or shame, you need to know that God is the Lord. As we talked about earlier, the Lord raises the bar high, but he doesn't condemn us for not reaching. He wants to move us in that direction, but he's not going to condemn you. He's not going to shame you. Some of us are just walking around with so much shame and guilt. I was just talking with a friend this morning, and she was like, yeah, there's this and 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 this it's almost standard guilt and shame. I'm like, you know what? We need to let that person know we love them no matter what. We have no idea what happens. Did they kill somebody? Did they what? It doesn't matter. We love them. We're going to walk alongside them. But yet, we all carry around this guilt and shame. This is not meant to guilt or shame. Never hear guilt or shame. That's not of the Lord. That's from the evil. So, this is Colossians. There's so many great passages. This is the one we're going to kind of hover around for the next few weeks. And I love reading this because I love to see people get, what? How dare you say that? Let me just say it right now. Wives, <laughs> submit yourselves to your husbands as is fitting the Lord. All right, let's fight right now. Because I know that this lady that want to fight me, this man that I did not say that, right? Because I know you said that, now I have to fight because you said that. You're not supposed to say that. Okay, first of all, before we move any farther, because that's all you've heard in your head, there's so much more to this. There's so much more to this. Take that word submit. Let's use the other word. It could be translated, but for some reason we never do it. Wives, trust yourselves to your husbands as is fitting the Lord. Okay, that's not bad. I can do that. Maybe. Not my husband, but I can understand why I'm supposed to. <laughs> if my husband is trustworthy. And another thing that can happen here is husbands would go, look. I was just reading the Bible today. You never get out of it. Right here in Colossians 3.18, it says that you are supposed to trust me. Okay, first off, as we read the word of God, Personally, 
but not few guilt and shame.